Hey everybody, Dave DeBow with another episode of the podcast. Welcome back. My special guest today is a really amazing person. And I'm not just saying that because she's here right in front of me, but it's absolutely mind-boggling what she is up to. Eileen Prack is a very astute real estate entrepreneur. She's an active investor. She's a passive investor. She's a syndicator. On the active side, she and her partners are involved in over 200 doors, rental units in their portfolio. On the passive side, she's involved in over 1,000 doors. She's a mom. She's still working full-time. She's got a daily podcast, and she loves podcasting so much that she has started a second podcast on top of that. And that's what we're going to really dial in on today is the whole idea of using podcasts as a platform. So Eileen, welcome to the show. Hi, welcome. Thanks for having me, Dave. My pleasure. My pleasure. So Eileen, let's unwrap the whole podcast thing. When did you first decide to start doing your own podcast and why? So we started back in 2020 during the peak of the pandemic, trying yeah. to figure out what can we do with this extra spare time that we have in our hands now that we're not commuting to work every single day. We've got a couple hours back in our lives. And for us, we love podcasting, learning about real estate. That's how we got started was learning through podcasting. And for us, me and my husband, podcasting was such a great platform to be able to learn, connect with people. And so we thought, hey, we're having conversations with other people already in the space. Why not start our own? The people that we look up to have their own podcast as well. Yeah. And so we decided to let's try this out. What's the worst thing that could happen? You know, <laughs> so we got we had to step outside of our comfort zone. We weren't very we never put ourselves out there. We're very didn't really do social media, didn't really do anything like this. So it was a big step outside of our comfort zone to get started with a podcast, but we are so happy we did it. We were able to build out our network, meet amazing people through the podcasting side of things as well. And so it's been a fantastic experience so far. So initially your whole, if I understand correctly, your whole goal for doing the podcast was really a way to get in front of other smart real estate investors and learn from them by interviewing them. Was that the initial purpose? Yes, there was two main purposes. One was to expand our knowledge base and invite the people who are, who are experts in the space, leverage their knowledge and experiences. And the other one was to build out our own community, our own network of investors as well. You know, we've been able to create partnerships with them, be able to do deals together and stuff like nice. that. And so it was a great networking experience also. Excellent. Excellent. All right. So how did your podcast first start? How what what did the frequency look like? What did the format look like? And then fast forward a couple of years, and what does it look like today? When we first started, we're like, let's do seven days a week or oh seven days a week. <laughs> right from the get-go, you decided to do a daily podcast. Yes, right from the get-go. Because wow. we're like, well, people are doing, you know, weekly podcasts, which is great, but the people that we've seen have really tremendous success in this space. They've been able to network even greater and, and meet even more people. We're like, let's let's just expedite this and see what we could do. And if we can even sustain a seven day per week podcast. Mm -hmm. And so we're like. We can always scale back if we wanted to, but let's just push ourselves a little bit and just try it. And so that's what we did. We we interviewed a bunch of people, had a, 
a lot of interviews in our back pocket before we launched it. Okay. And then went through, and I believe we decided we started, we did the seven days per week for two months straight before we decided that, you know, with the two kids that we have with our full-time job, it was going to be a little bit difficult to sustain the seven day podcast. So we're like, let's scale it back down. Let's just do five days a week. And that's what we've been doing since then. Wow. There you go. So just five days. (laughs) 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 That that is fantastic. I mean, I've been podcasting for Oh, since 2018, at this point, um, I've been doing twice a week. Sometimes that seems like a heck of a lot. Seven days a week, scaled way back to five days a week. (laughs) Seems absolutely mind-boggling. So a couple of questions come to mind. First of all, are all of your podcast episodes interview-style episodes, or do you do some solo ones as well? Yes, they've all been interview-style so far. All right. And... Do you tend to interview the same guests repeatedly or are they primarily all new guests that you're bringing on the on the show? They are primarily all new guests. There have been some people who have come back onto the show to share a different experience or a different story on the episode as well. But primarily they are new guests that we have on the show. All right. Fantastic. And then how long do you like your episodes to be? About 30 minutes or so is what we typically go for. The people that we're targeting are like the W-2 workers who are still working their nine to five jobs who have a commute time. And the 30 minute mark is a we what we discovered is uh, 30 minutes is pretty good for people to get through a whole entire episode from the start when they leave home to get to, to work. Yeah, no, that makes sense. That's, that's why I try, try and keep my episodes 15 to 20 minutes, same kind of idea. Maybe it's because in Canada, not everybody has as long of a commute as you guys in LA. So (laughs) Southern California. Fantastic. All right. So you're doing five days a week, typically different guests on each podcast, half an hour each. You're working full time. Your husband's working full time. You've got an active real estate business. You've got two little kids. How the heck do you do so many episodes? Do you batch them up or, or how do you make that work? Yes. Batch recording has been our best friend. (laughs) So like every other Fridays, I have the day off. And so I'll schedule my interviews back to back. So every other Fridays, I'll have anywhere between eight to 10 interviews and I'll just schedule them one after the other and then go from there. (laughs) All right. So is it primarily you doing the interviews or does your husband, do you tag team it with your husband? How does that work? In the beginning, I would say for the first 100 episodes or so, my husband and I, we would do every single episode together. Mm -hmm. But as we continue to get involved more and more in real estate and syndications, we discovered that it wasn't the best use of our time for both of us to be occupied with the podcasting. So we've divided and conquered. And so now my focus is on the podcasting. So I primarily do the podcasting on my own. And then my husband, Sayla, will step in if I'm unable to do it that day or if he wants to interview somebody um, to keep his skills sharp as well. Right. So every two weeks, you're doing a batch of podcasts, eight to 10 of them. Do you typically have a whole bunch in the hopper so that you're not super stressed out trying to scramble to to do podcasts uh, on an as-needed basis? Yeah, yeah, we do. So we have typically about like five weeks in advance that we've recorded up ahead just in case something were to happen for a week or something like that, we're still right, able or you want to take a vacation. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Fantastic. Very good. So walk me through your philosophy for the frequency 
of the podcast. You you know, you mentioned that a lot of people do weekly, other folks do, you know, twice a week, a few folks do three times a week. You guys are doing five times a week. Why I, you saw a bunch of other people doing that at the beginning. What is the big benefit of that amount of frequency? So with the podcast, you're able to create like a thought leadership platform. And Mm -hmm. so when people come to listen to you, they're able to not just see you as a thought leader in the space, as a person to provide resources, bringing on other people and sharing their knowledge as well. It's also about establishing a relationship with the listeners way beforehand. So for us, by getting in front of our audience five days a week, we're just making and establishing that much more connections with them than if we were to do it a weekly or biweekly. And there's no right or wrong answer, but for us, that's what we just decided to do was the five day per week because we wanted to get that content out. We wanted to continue networking. We wanted to just provide as much value as we could to our listeners and just get in front of them as much as possible and just establish a stronger connection with them. Right. Okay. That makes sense. So your podcast that you're running right now, the goal was initially to connect with other real estate investors, learn from them, plus create this platform for yourselves. And you've mentioned that it's it's actually led to you bringing on joint venture partners or investors how has that worked over the last couple of years? What, did it take some time to get that momentum built up? How long before you started to see the, the fruits of your labor, so to speak, as far as investors are concerned? It would take a little time. The podcasting is not something that you would see like an immediate overnight success. Mm-hmm. I think with like the YouTube platform or some other types of uh, platforms like TikTok or Instagram, sometimes you could see that overnight like hit and success. You'll see that something will go viral really quickly. But within podcasting world, you're not really seeing that like immediate overnight success that you would on a different platform. Mm-hmm. However, what you do get is, you know, over a constant period of time, people who come to listen to podcasts are coming to listen for long periods of time. They're coming to listen, to learn something new, to be a little bit entertained while they're doing something. So it's a way for them to also be able to multitask as they're driving to work, as they're cooking, they're on a walk or something like that. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's been a really great place to actually to get in front of them while they're doing other things as well. And so you know, I think with after maybe like a year or so, we started seeing more of a trajectory of success and we're starting to see the the ramp up of more and more people reaching out to us and and seeing us because they've already established that relationship. They listened to us for a little while and stuff like that. But it took a little while for us to get to that point in time. It's just consistent action. And that's what the audience comes to learn to and understand about the show is the consistency of the episodes that you're putting out. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, Eileen. So you probably saw a little bit of a, a hockey stick type thing, right? Not much yep. happening for a while. And then it, then it really starts to take off. Yes. That's a fascinating idea. Hold that thought for a second. Hi there. This is Dave DeBow, And real estate investors hire me to raise capital the right way. Why? Because most of them are stuck with too small of a portfolio and they don't know how to attract investors and raise money for their deals. So I help them to connect, capture, and close their ideal money partners. Bottom line, when you've got a deal, you're going to have the capital to do it. So go ahead and book a no-cost capital clarity session with me at bookachatwithdave.com. Again, that's bookachatwithdave.com. So 
with your 30 minute episodes, typically you're interviewing somebody else. So you're asking them a bunch of questions. How does that translate into your listeners seeing you and your husband as the experts versus just the guests that you bring on? So when we started our podcast, right, we didn't have that much experience within the syndication space, within the real estate space, you know, building on our network and everything. However, the more and more you're doing this, you're able to leverage off your guests' experience and your knowledge base just continues to grow and grow. Right. So you're able to pinpoint what kinds of questions would add the most value to your listeners. Mm-hmm. What kind of questions are the investors thinking about? You know, some of the topics that we talk about are like in today's market, what does it look like today? How are people looking at things a little bit differently? What are some of the things that they should focus on as they're looking to invest within real estate or if they're looking to raise some capital or something like that? What are some of the different trends that are going on? And so over time, you're able to pinpoint more questions that are adding more value to your listeners and your audience base, audience base and what they're really interested in doing and learning about. And so I think over time, that plus the combination of, you know, our network has grown significantly as well. And mm-hmm. so now we are also like a people connector. So people can reach out and that we can also connect them to another resource that might help them to expand their own knowledge, right? Because it's just all about trying to add value where we can. They don't necessarily have to invest with us, but we love to be a resource. And so if they have a question, we can direct them to somebody else who might have something that they are interested in or help to expand their knowledge base or whatever they're looking for because we have that network built out. Yeah, it makes sense. So you're asking smarter questions. People are can hear through that, that, that you know what you're talking about. So how do you how do you make that transition or how do you encourage people to go from just being a passive listener to your podcast to actually reaching out to you, connecting and potentially investing? How does that typically come together. So it's all about establishing that relationship. So you're while you're doing a podcast, you're in the person's ears for 30 minutes of a day. And that is such a five days a week, five days a week. (laughs) Yeah. 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 And so we're that's so it's, it's a huge privilege that they're willing to invest that amount of time listening to us and through our podcast, you know, they feel like they have a really strong connection with you or they feel as if they know you. And so sometimes we have listeners reaching out and they talk about my kids or they talk about the things that we're working on. And for me, that's the first time that I'm talking to them, but they feel as if they know us. And so it's a really interesting dynamic when you get into it. And it's really, um, really like really grateful that they're able to spend that much time with us. And if they're invested in spending that much time with you, they know your values, they know where you're coming from, what kind of questions, things that are important to you. And if it translates to their, like what they're looking for also, if it aligns to their values and their goals, they're going to want to reach out to somebody who embodies those same types of values, those same types of goals, because they feel like they've trust you now, you know, within the capital raising space or within real estate, you know, you want to be with people that you know, like, and trust. And the mm-hmm. podcast, especially, is a fantastic way to establish and solidify that relationship. So it sounds like you inject a little bit of your own personal life into your episodes as you're talking about what's what you and your husband are up to with, with real estate, talking a little bit about what you and the family are up to throughout your episodes, do you have like a, a specific thing that you do to that, to do that, or is it just kind of come up in your normal conversation with your guests? 
Yeah. So I like to have the focus primarily be on the guests and highlight them and spotlight their stories and their knowledge that they bring to that particular episode. But if there's something that really resonates with me that I can relate to within my own personal life, I'll bring that up. You know, sometimes our guest talks about their family immigrating to the United States Mm -hmm. and how they've been able to build it up. And for me, I resonate with that well because my family came from there. I'm first generation here, how they struggled and how we want to create better futures for our children, you know, and how they've tried to create and establish a strong relation or strong foundation for us. And so I'll bring those types of things and I'll kind of weave that into it. And it kind of paints a story of, of our lives also, but primarily the focus is on the guests. But if there's something that I can really resonate and talk to, I'll bring that up within my personal life as well. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. All right, now to wrap up this conversation, Eileen, because time flies when we're having fun and I can I can shoot the you-know-what with you about podcasts for a long time, that's for sure. But here's my my pressing question for you. If my numbers are right, you're doing about 200 unique episodes, actually more than that, a year. More than 200 unique episodes a year with different guests you're working full time, you've got a family, you got a portfolio, you've got investors, you got all this stuff on the go. How do you guys find and vet all of these guests on such a regular basis and get, get it so that you're structured so that you've got four or five weeks worth of episodes already in the hopper ready to go? How are you able to do that consistently? I think in the beginning, it was a little bit of a challenge to find as many guests as we have been able to. but over time, because I mentioned about the network, we are able to get a lot of referrals to other people that have been on our guests. So they're always referring us to other great guests who they know within their lives. And so through referrals, and also because now we've established ourselves in the podcast space as a consistent podcast, we're also getting companies and other people reaching out asking to be guests on our podcast as well. So they provide us with, you know, their background, what kind of value they can bring to the show. And so it gives us a lot of insight to, is this the right fit for the types of people we want to bring on our show? So that's, it's, it's become easier over time, I think. Most of, well, do you have some, do you have some help to make all this stuff happen? Because I imagine, you know, you're a busy person. You, you don't have the time to especially edit all of these kind of episodes and perhaps find the guests and vet the guests and all that kind of stuff. Do you have, do you have a team that helps you out with all these kind of things as well? No, (laughs) I haven't. So it's all been primarily me and my husband. Although now we just recently brought on an assistant to come help with some of that streamlining, some of that processes and everything like that. But up until then it has always just been me and my husband. So, but we're looking to, to, (laughs) to bring on some help and, and to, create some more efficiencies. No, that makes sense. And I understand that you're, you're starting or you've started a second podcast as well. What's, what's the gist of the new one? Yes. So the second podcast we started and we launched about a little over two months ago mm-hmm. at this point, but it, you know, we took a little while setting everything up, getting everything ready to go before we launched. And that one it's, called High Income Earners Fire Podcast. So we talk about high income earners where, and we bring on guests also, it's also interface. I have another co-host on that podcast. And we talk to our guests about different ways that they've been able to create financial um, independence for themselves. It's not just centered around real estate, but it could be about stocks and bonds, 
Bitcoin or anything like that, anything, any other types of creative solutions that people have been able to establish other streams of incomes for themselves to create that financial independence. And I think a lot of people or some people might be familiar with that FIRE movement, Mm -hmm. but for us, it's financial independence, retire early, but everybody has a different perspective of what retire early means. And what we've been finding out is that people who are actually financial independent, they don't necessarily retire. They just get to choose what they want to do. And a lot of them continue to choose to work Mm. and do the things that they love. Very cool. Is that a daily podcast as well? No, that one is a weekly. I wouldn't be able to keep up with another (laughs) daily one. Plus, I mean, I would... I would think that that would be a great way to directly connect with some really good prospective investors for your business down the line as well. Right, right, right. Very, very smart. All right, Eileen, this has been a lot of fun. If people would like to listen to your podcast, find out more, more about you, connect with you, what should they do? So they can go to iTunes, Spotify, check out our podcast. It's called How Did They Do It Real Estate? Or they can find us at bonavistcapital.com. And I'm easy to reach, or they can send me an email at eileen at bottomestcapital.com. Fantastic. We'll make sure we've got all those links in the show notes. Eileen, thank you so much. It's been a real pleasure chatting with you again today. All right. Thanks so much, Dave. All right. All right. Take care. We'll see you on the next episode. Well, hey there. Thanks for tuning into the Property Profits Podcast. If you like this episode, that's great. Please go ahead and subscribe on iTunes, give us a good review. That'd be awesome. I appreciate that. And if you're looking to attract investors and raise capital for your deals, then I'm going to invite you to get a complimentary copy of my newest book right back there. There it is. The Money Partner Formula. You can get a PDF version at InvestorAttractionBook.com. Again, InvestorAttractionBook.com. Take care.